It's big announcement time. Drum roll, please. We are going on tour. Just, 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 yeah. Northern News, live around the north. Of course it's around the north. We're not doing any southern dates on this tour. No way. We are going to the big ones, our big ones in the north. We're going Sheffield. 23rd of June. We're going Hull. 26th of June. We're going Leeds. 27th of June. And we're rounding it off in Manchester. On the 28th of June. What a week. Oh, my God. I, we've done some live shows yeah. in Edinburgh and London. And we love them so much. They are so much fun. We do little fun headlines. There's slides, there's visuals. Oh, it's brilliant. We can't wait to do it and we can't wait to see you there. We'll see you in person. You'll see us in person. You'll see our faces. You'll <laughs> see whatever attempt at merch I've cobbled together in a shed. <laughs> so get your tickets now for the Northern News live tour at plosive.co.uk. That is P-L-O-S. I-V-E-C-O.uk. We're going to get chunked out of our beans! Let's do it! Hello and welcome to Northern News, a podcast with me, Ian Smith. And me, Amy Gledhill. I'm from a lovely little place called Hull. And I'm from the thinking man's pontefract, Ghoul. And we've been living in London, much to our family's shame, for too long. So, we're going to be trawling the newspapers to find out all the stories we've missed from the North. This is... Northern News! I hope you like beans, cos I'm absolutely full of them! Welcome to Northern News! Hello! I'm Ian Smith. Amy? Yeah? How the hell are you feeling? (laughs) Feeling not as full of beans. I'm oh. more like full of a jacket potato. Oh, okay. You've Feeling had a bit enough. Heavy, heavy and sluggish. A bit, a bit, <laughs> a bit sluggish. A little bit sluggish, but very satisfied. Oh, good. I'm not hungry. No. Don't worry about me. It's like we've had, uh, we've ordered um, jacket potato with baked beans. I've had all the beans. Yeah. And you've just had the plain potato. I've had the, the, the tatty. Yeah. The jacket tatty. Beans and tatty would be a good double act name, wouldn't it? <laughs> I'm Beans and he's Tatty. <laughs> His name's Ian Beans. My name's Amy Potato. And together we are Beans and Amy. <laughs> it's funny stuff. It's good stuff. Up. It's well, good stuff. How have you been? What have you been up to? Not too bad. I was in Prague <gasps> filming an advert for a company that I'm not allowed to say. Oh, this um, is juicy already. But I'm a big Manchester United fan. And the guy I'm doing the advert with, he comes out of the hotel while waiting for our car. And he says, you're not going to believe who I saw in the hotel last night. And he shows me a picture taken from a distance of Eric Cantona. (laughs) And I immediately was like, this advert was like football based. And he was just like, isn't that mad? I saw Eric Cantona in a bar. It's like, what do you think is happening here? There's no way Cantona just happens to be in the same hotel as us in Prague, when we're doing um, an advert, so we get in the car and I'm starting to get excited and we meet these two guys who'd done like the previous scene and they were like, we've just done a scene with Eric Cantona. I'm like, 100% Cantona's in the ad! <laughs> and I was like, ah, but I don't, think I'm, I don't think we're going to be doing I think he'll be in the advert, but we're maybe, it's just cutting to us when we're maybe doing something else. And they were like, no, they told us like what you're doing in, in, in your scene. It's, it's definitely Cantona. And they had like a picture taken with him and all this kind of stuff. So I'm, I'm getting a picture with Cantona. 
I had a good scene, but I didn't get a picture with him because we saw one of the um, additional artists, supporting, um, supporting artists, artists yeah. essays, and um, they had a picture taken with Cantona, and one of the crew members grabbed the essay by the collar and was sort of like, get away from him. But Eric was very, Eric was just like, no, no, hey, hey, this is okay, it's okay. But they were basically like, no one have your fucking picture taken with oh. him. Um, but yeah, I got to do That's a scene. Amazing. He karate chopped a scarf I was holding in too. Oh my God. Were you Absolute like madness. absolutely buzzing? Yeah. I think he's just so, he's got such an aura that he doesn't right. feel like a guy you could go up to and go, Hey man, how's it going? Nice <laughs> to meet you. But I thought it was very cool. There's one point where he's like stood next to me in between the take and I'd like, he like handed me something and um, he kind of took it back and he just looked at me and I was like, oh, thank you. And I was like, fucking Eric Cantona just looked me in my eye and said, thank you. But I was just playing it cool. But in my head, I'm like, fucking Eric Cantona. I remember when he fucking karate kicked someone in a football stadium. Fucking love that. Um, yeah, That's very exciting. huge, Ian. Mm. That's so big. Yeah. So keep your eyes out for my minimal appearance in an advert <laughs> with Eric Cantona. That's yeah, that's amazingly cool. Mm. And it's almost cooler that you didn't get a picture with him. That would have yeah, ruined it, I yeah. think. Um, although I did, I took a picture of him from... Yeah, sure, from of course, distance. yeah. I've got a little picture You've done him. a little creepy one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's more respectful. And I, I was really glad he didn't, like, turn around. I don't want a picture of him, like, seeing me and be like, what? Um, but, um, yeah. That's amazing. That's he was like the biggest celebrity when we were growing up. It was like Cantona mm. and Giggs. They were the two that people yeah, had the yeah. shirts of. And he transcends football. He's got an album coming out. What? He's got a music album coming out, Cantona. It's like, um, but I listened to the song and it's surprisingly um, good. It's like late sort of like mournful Nick Cave sort of music. What? It's, a, it's sad music. Eric Cantona has got a sad album coming out, but it sounds good. I thought it would be like, ooh. Ah, Cantona. No, none of that. Ooh, ah, Cantona. Slower and Best sadder. friends we lost. Ooh, ah, Not Cantona. sad enough. Oh, my God. He's playing the London Palladium in October. This is wild. Like two sold out dates at the London Palladium. I think there's a couple of tickets left, so I might go see him and I'll probably be like, Eric, <laughs> do you know you karate's chopped the scarf? Have you seen the advert? <gasps> We get backstage. Yeah, probably. I reckon. Um, what have you been up to? Well, I wish I'd have gone first because I'm a top in that. Well, you're best to met someone better than Eric Cantona. Yeah, I had sex with Ryan Giggs. Oh, okay. No, I didn't, Ian. What? Mine's pathetic, really. Nah, I. You know why I knew you didn't have sex with Ryan Giggs? Go on. Because you're not currently married to his sibling. I'm not currently married to his sibling. Did you know sibling? He, he had an affair with his brother's wife? Oh, Giggsy. <laughs> 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 to be annoyed oh, but using Giggsy. his nickname Giggsy <laughs> You can't react to that by saying Giggsy Because his brother's called Giggs as well Who are you having a go at? Oh my god Ryan it... Giggs or the brother is R Giggs Oh Unless his brother's called Robert I don't know actually R Giggs I'm Giggsy. quickly googling Giggs But I think he might um, <laughs> his, his, his brother's called Rodri <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, gigs, and he's like, "What? I haven't done anything. I am the victim in all of My this. My wife's having an affair. Are you having a go at me for?" All right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad in a way I didn't have sex with Ryan Giggs then this mm. week. Yeah. In a way. Well, what, what have you done? Oh, well, it's pathetic, really. No. Um, I don't really drink anymore. 
Oh. I did a year not drinking and then now I just drink like now and again. Mm. But I haven't been drunk for a very long time. And I had four pints, oh, God. which normally in the in the good old drinking days, mm. I would be like, oh, feel a bit tipsy or whatever. But I had four pints, didn't feel that drunk really. But then when I woke up in the morning, oh, no. <laughs> I'd been to the shop, what? which I didn't remember. <laughs> and oh. I had bought... <laughs> Two things. I'd bought 16 Pop-Tarts and Fucking a bunch hell. of flowers for myself. <laughs> Fucking hell. Sounds like you've gone through a traumatic breakup. <laughs> wow. What time would this have been? Like, maybe, maybe like 10pm. I was going to say, it was like close at 11. Oh, yeah. Four like pints four early pints. on. Yeah. yeah. And you got on the bus... With about three bags burst into the seams with pop tarts <laughs> and some flowers. Like Ian, the flowers are massive, and I don't have a vase or out. I don't know, and they're just currently they're in the sink in a jug, like a a water jug that I fill my ice machine up with. Clang! Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell, someone's doing all right. Four pints, sixteen pop tarts, big bunch of flowers, and an ice machine. It's like you've gone on supermarket sweep. <laughs> All the generation game. Yeah. And a, a cuddly toy, uh, with 16 pop tarts, a ice machine. <laughs> That's me up, Pop. We should move on to we the move north on. of England. Yes, please. What the hell is going on? I've got a story that really genuinely intrigued me because, and sort of made me a little bit sad. <laughs> because I've always been brought up uh, with the myth that, you know, the, the house in the middle of the M62, the little farm? Yeah, yeah. I've always been, like, believing and being told that the farmer who lives in that didn't want to sell his land, so they had to oh, build around it. that's what I it. thought as well. And I thought, what a legend. And every time I've driven past it, which is a lot, mm. I've always been like, yeah, yeah. solidarity, brother. Be- beeping your own Fucking hell. Yeah. But I found out today, oh. well, the headline is, farmer who originally lived in the house in the middle of the M62 wasn't actually too stubborn to move. So what? What happened? Well, the people that were building the road realised there's a geographical fault underneath the farm and they couldn't have built on it anywhere. Well, oh, please, come on. Sorry, everyone listening, that's probably ruined your days. It really genuinely devastated me because you feel like... Yeah, it's the opposite now, isn't it? It's crap now. Because before he was like a hero, I ain't moving for no one. Yeah. And now he's a man. Who's got a house on top of a geographical fault? Yeah, who probably was like, please buy the farm, yeah. bulldoze it. Yeah. I'll pay you five grand to get rid of this. But they didn't want it. What is what is a geographical fault? Does that mean big holes running through the bottom of his house? <laughs> like lava coming out of it. Bits of lava in your that living room. That would be room. cool. Oh, no, it'd it looked be, cool. It'd be hot, actually. Yeah. Oh, fucking roasting today. Red hot. River of lava running through my living room. Estate agents would describe it as underfloor heating. <laughs> it's a very characterful house. It's... <laughs> um, the article starts saying everyone's been wondering about the odd position of the house, who lived in it and why and what's going on. But the owner, Ken, helped put all those questions to bed. Yeah, thanks, Ken. Thanks, Ken. 
in a way. Mm. Um, he's put me to bed, but he's taken away my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, the fact of the matter, the in the cold light of day, just says geological. Mm, I said geographical. Well, it's oh. similar in it. That's like when people get astrology and astronomy mixed up. That's the same thing, aren't they? A geological fault beneath the farmhouse meant it was more practical for engineers to leave it rather than blast through and destroy it. <laughs> Fucking hell, he's blast gone. Blast through gone big there. and Not destroy just like, it. It could have gone easier for them to go around it than build over it. Yeah. And he's gone, ah, it's easier for them to go around it. Then, <laughs> bang, blast. <laughs> Bombs and explosions. Right. Like, building a fucking road, Ken. Chill out. But do you know what? They say that even though, because there's like six lanes of traffic mm. surrounding it, but they say the actual farmhouse is just as quiet and really? peaceful when you're inside it. Yeah. But they do say that it was very dusty, mm. which, you know, makes a lot of sense. And Beth who I think is Ken's wife, did say the dust from the pollution did make the cleaning a bit of a slog. Ugh. Oh, Beth. And it wasn't just the dust they had to contend with, Ian, if oh, I'm being completely God. honest now. Ken and Beth bore witness to a handful of car crashes whilst living on the farm. Yes. With one would, close call seeing a 32-feet lorry overturning their garden. <laughs> but the driver climbed out of the windscreen and he wasn't hurt at all. But, whoa. Yeah. Oh, it's, it wouldn't be an easy place to live. No. But someone's bought it now. So Ken and Beth don't live there anymore. And now it's a married couple, Jill Falkenham and Paul Thorpe, and their son, John William. Oh. And uh, they live there now. So someone's bought it, yeah. even though it's on a geological well, lava pool. Yeah. All the best with your new house. It's on a lava pool. You're going to see <laughs> about 18 serious car crashes <laughs> with people climbing out the window going... Fucking hell! <laughs> Dusty here, isn't it? Like, yeah. Wow. But but you'd think that the saving grace is that you're in that house dusting your stuff, mm. and you know people are driving past, being like, "Look at that legend!" Yeah, yeah. Look at them legends in that house. Yeah, sticking it to the man. This is the last bastion of hope mm. we've got. I'd get out my doorstep every now and then, just middle fingers. <laughs> Everyone beeping in support. Take this, world. (laughs) And geological fault. Yeah. Fuck you. Fuck you. So there you go. So that's, I don't know, a bit of a a a sour story. Mm. In a way. Tip podcasts. Well, my story, I think, is also quite anticlimactic. Oh, bloody hell. Um, Good good luck listening through this one. Yeah. (laughs) We've started with Cantona, and now we're just getting yeah. sadder and Cantona, sadder. Cantona, broken dreams. <laughs> and this is a headline which makes you think, okay, it's got an interesting thing here. Yorkshire mum goes viral for a heating hack that stops her children turning it up. So this oh. mum, she's found a way to stop her kids when she's out of the house, twiddling with the old thermostat, making the house. They're like, oh, lovely and warm in here. <laughs> and she's paying the bills. So you're like, okay, a, a hack, something you wouldn't think of that she's yeah. that she's done. And she's gone viral with it. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess how, how you'd stop a kid from fiddling with a thermostat? Mm. It's a hack, you know, you wouldn't think of this. Put something scary on it, like some real horrible taxidermy. <laughs> Just to make the kids scared so of the like, thermostat. I don't want to touch that dead dog. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> There's a dead dog nailed to the wall it's near the thermostat. Cupboard, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm so cold, but I don't want to go near dead dog. It's my dead dog as well. It's really sad. He wasn't even unhealthy. <laughs> She's killed our dog, stuffed it, and put it near thermostat. So it's not that, is what no, you're saying. No, it's not that. Mm. It's a real clever hack. It's a hack. Um, a lock? No. I'll tell you. You're going to have to tell I'll me. I'll tell you. She takes it off the wall and puts it in a bag and just takes it with her wherever she goes. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hack. She just The thermostat is in her bag at all times. Does it still work? Yeah, apparently there's a picture here with um, a bag. She's got a... By the looks of it, two bottles of Ribena and a thermostat in a bag. Love this woman. That sounds like something you've done me a shop. <laughs> She's had four pints. <laughs> That's a four-pint shop. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she just takes it with her. She says, to save money this winter, I've taken the boiler control panel off the wall and I'm taking it out with me to stop the teenager and preteen having the house like a sauna. Don't worry, though. They have hoodies, onesies and fluffy dressing gowns. Yeah, I mean, it's a brief article. She's put it in a fucking bag. That's it. That's the article. And, but th- where's this gone viral? I don't know. People have just freaking shit out of me. After posting the humorous piece online, many other social media users saw the funny side while also sympathising with her with the post so far raking up a whopping 8,000 shares and plenty of reactions. <laughs> don't know if that is whopping nowadays. No. For viral, I think it's got to be 200,000 plus. Yeah. Do you think? I guess so, yeah. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm not taken away from it. Mm. I think good for her in a yeah. way, I suppose. Mm. I'm not... Do you know what I didn't like about that? The word preteen. Yeah, I was thinking that <laughs> as I said it. Who describes their kids? Oh, how old are your kids? I've got a teenager and a preteen. I've got a barely legal, a preteen, <laughs> and a not real stepsister. <laughs> You're saying it sounds like porn yeah. categories. Yeah, it's just a strange thing. A preteen. Yeah. Why? Well, yeah, because it works. You're like 11 or 12. Or is preteen 12? I'm not fucking Googling it. Don't for the love Googling of, preteen. of the Lord. Don't Google it. What's preteen? Preteen. No, um, I don't like it at all. 12, I guess, is it? But everything's preteen. I've got a preteen. pubescent. I've you... got a, like, you just say a 12-year-old. Yeah. Oh, how are your kids doing, in? Just starting to go through puberty. <laughs> You all right with that? <laughs> They're pre the teens. The pre the teens. Which could mean zero to 12. <laughs> Just giving birth to a lovely preteen. Um, well, we're trying at the minute. We're having for a little uh, preteen at some point next year. <laughs> Bizarre. Yeah. A preteen and a post teen. Yeah. I'm post teen. Yeah, if you're 20, you're post teen. If you. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, well, mm. no, if you're 19, you're post-teen, and then I realised that's still a teen in many ways. Yeah. In many, but it's many hard. ways. it's hard to know what a teen is. All, <laughs> all you've got is the word teen at the end. That, and that's all you've got. God, yeah, 19 is still a teenager. <laughs> I've always... Are you some... all right? <laughs> I've always thought... I had four pints this week, and I'm struggling. Yeah. I always, for some reason, thought, like, 18 is when you become, like, an adult... <laughs> So I'm like, well, 19, you're an adult. Yeah, I guess, but... Huh? I think you're still a teenager. <laughs> Just the sentence. Huh? 19 is still a teenager. <laughs> yeah, someone's put in the comment section, apparently, back in the 90s, my mum used to take the house phone with her. 
to work to stop me running up the bill. Just unplugging the phone. Oh, I need, I need an ambulance. Um, ah, right, this is tricky. I'm going to have to run yeah. to my mother's work. Whilst... I'm knocking on your neighbour's house. <laughs> and they're like, we don't have a phone. Our mum's taking it to, <laughs> to PC World. Why is it so cold in here? And she's taking the thermostat. Oh, God. <laughs> And now it's time for our special guest. We're joined by Sean McLaughlin, who was born in Portsmouth, which is so far down south that if you carry on going down south, you'll either drown or get to France. That's south. Or, or, the, or the Isle of Wight. Three, Come on, Ian, we know this. Three terrible options. <laughs> have you ever been to the Isle of Wight, any of you? I have. I've been to a wedding on the Isle of Wight. Good grief. <laughs> <laughs> That felt like someone who'd learned how to react to something in a conversation, but who didn't care. Good grief. Good grief, yeah. Someone trying really hard not to swear. Oh, golly. <laughs> Blimey. Flip it, heck. <laughs> so we visited Portsmouth. Where did you Where did you grow up? I grew up in Brighton. Slightly further north. Is it? So I was wondering that, actually. Is it slightly further north? I think so. Yeah, it probably is, isn't it? Making progress. <laughs> yeah, slowly, slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. I get the, uh, uh, every county further north, you get told one more ingredient for hot pot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like grew up in Brighton. And then after Brighton? Newcastle. Here we Here fucking go. Here we go. I mean, now that, I, man. that is a shift, isn't it? I've been on the <laughs> south coast it's my whole shift. life. <laughs> and suddenly I'm as far away from the south coast as I could be without being in Scotland. Interesting. What made you pick Newcastle? <laughs> that reason. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wanted to get away and I wanted to live in a big city and I wanted to live somewhere far. And so I went to Newcastle and I loved it. I still love it to this day. Oh, really? How long were you there? Just three years. But then I just loved it. I just loved it. Seven. There was one point where you could see seven Greggs. Is that right? Oh, love no. That. Yeah. Love that. Well, so just from like a certain standpoint. I'm pretty sure there's a bit on the top see... of Grey Street in Newcastle, looking onto Cumberland Street, where if you rotate 360 degrees, there's seven different Greggs. Oh, my God. Are some of them at least like, re- like far away that you're like, oh, you can barely see the seventh one, but it's there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to have your binoculars. You have to know where Hartlepool is, but you can see yeah. it yeah, on a clear day. Seven's too many. I'm northern and I think that's too many. I think this is great because you can buy, it's like a sausage roll crawl. You buy a sausage (laughs) roll and then you walk to the next one and you just finish it as you get to the next one. Mm. Crawl is like the operative word as well. (laughs) Especially when you've had your sixth sausage roll. (laughs) (laughs) How do you view, um, because you're Yorkshire, you two. Mm. I always feel like the northeast kind of gets written off as its own thing sometimes. I feel like yeah. Lancashire and Yorkshire dominate northern culture in a way. Thank you very much. And and you how, <laughs> <laughs> Do you, is that a weird thing I said or am I, am I wrong for thinking that? Well, I think when you say northern, I think if someone, you know, like in a casting or something says like do a northern accent, I think people pull out a Yorkshire accent or like a Lancashire accent. Mm. I think if you say like, oh, do a Northern person, I think it's very unlikely that you do like specifically Newcastle or Liverpool because they're like, yeah, they're their own thing. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so distinct. Vernon yeah. Kay is northern. And to Deck aren't northern. No. Right, but, exactly. Yeah, like, what's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like Jordan. its own thing. Maybe there should be another podcast called Geordie News. Just two Brilliant. people from Newcastle. Are you going to start franchising this out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we've already got North Korea news. <laughs> um, did you find anything about the North when you moved, like a culture shock? Were there any, like, big differences? I think the, the big thing that the... I think a lot of people in the South, because I'd never been to the North, I assumed everyone would just hate me because of my accent. And I'm sure there are some parts of the North where that is the case. But in Newcastle, I never got any trouble. And I think someone told me early on, most people actually just hate the town over most. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Newcastle, yeah. Like Newcastle and Sunderland don't like each other. They don't give a shit about anyone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I actually I tell you, I tell you one big shift was I remember I started putting sauce on chips. Oh. And when I went back to Brighton, I was in a fish and chip shop and I think I asked for mayonnaise. I think one of my friends was like, What happened to you? <laughs> what where did this go? What so you wouldn't normally have it like I, I know the, the North South thing about like, oh we don't put gravy on chips or curry sauce or whatever, but you wouldn't have like a condiment. No. I'd n- I'd never Dry put any chip. Well, you have vinegar and salts, don't you? Mm. You definitely have that. Maybe you'll have you'll have mushroom. <laughs> but it's, yeah, this. but like I would, I used to go to a chip shop in Newcastle, and everyone would just be putting mayonnaise on it. And I tried it, and I loved. I mean, loved it. Really Good. immersed myself in the culture. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, do you have any stories from the north that you can share with us? When I was starting out as a going professional. I was living in the south, but all my money was being earned up north. So it was a lot of very sad megabuses. Oh, yeah. And I remember going, the most northern thing I think I ever heard, or the most stereotypical northern thing, is I was doing the hi-fi club in Leeds, and I was outside having a cigarette because I was north of Watford, and that's the law. Um, <laughs> and I heard a guy, I'm not, this This sounds like I'm making it up, guy, short sleeve check, sort of collared shirt, goes up to the bouncer, all right, mate, it's my birthday. If I get a pie, can I bring it in? <laughs> At the interval, <laughs> at the interval at a comedy club, and none of that is a lie. If it was, so if he goes off, all right, mate, it's and gets my, a pie. Yeah, he says, "I'm going to go out buy a pie. Can I bring it? Can I get back into the comedy with my pie?" It's very northern anyway, because certainly, you know, I don't think you could go to somewhere like Reading and even obtain a pie at nine thirty p.m. <laughs> no, a, I, I think that would be a that would be a challenge. Whereas in Leeds, there's pie vans parked. All on the double yellow lines, mm. all around the comedy club. You can't move for pie vans. Can't move for them. They've got the um, the music on like you would an ice cream van. Yeah. For the pies coming. And everyone's like, <laughs> they who ate all the pies? <laughs> who ate all the pies? Bloody <laughs> Crash. Well, that's been great. Before we go, Sean, um, I hear you've got a special. <laughs> I just say, Amy, that did not Come sound on. sincere in the slightest. Well, that's been great. Um, Do it that's again. been great. We've we've touched. No, I will keep that one. <laughs> keep that take. What a great guy! What a great guy! What a funny guy! And I hear there is a special coming out. A new special. Tell us about it, Sean. It's out now. <laughs> Guys, my special is out now. It's called So Be It. You can watch it on YouTube. Sean, thanks for joining us, and thank you for regaling us with with these stories. I feel like I've been the worst guest you've ever had. Not at all. No way. (laughs) It's been lovely to chat to you, and I feel like you've got um, 
northern credentials? I really love the north. I um, Me and my wife always talk about how we'd like to live there. Oh. Um, but we also oh. love London, so what can you do? What can you do? And good luck with your special. Watch it now. Right now. I've got the northern news fandom behind me. I don't need luck, I think. <laughs> I think it's Corfu for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> this is the day it all changed. Thanks so much for joining us, Sean. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. Oh, nah. Hey, me. Hello. What's been going on in Hull? Well, the story I found doesn't just cover Hull, Ian. Okay. It also, not to tread on your toes. Here we fucking go. To tread on your tiny little toes, but it also mentions Ghoul, Beverly, Bridlington, Brough, and Driffield. Wow, it's region wide. It's region wide. <laughs> so, what's happening is there's anger, Ian. Oh, God. There's anger. As Hull Paragon Station, which is the train station, uh, Hull Paragon Station ticket office, one of six embarked for closure across East Yorkshire. Oh, yes, I've so heard. So they're closing the ticket office. And I understand the anger. Mm. Because there's nothing as frustrating as a machine that's pissing you off when you're you're on a deadline, you're on a tight yeah, deadline. Yeah. And if it's going, can't print, error, error, can't print, you Come on! You need a human being <laughs> to help you out. Yeah. Or at least to be able to take your anger out. Yeah, just these... scream yeah. at. You because can if... scream at a machine in, but it doesn't feel as yeah, good. Yeah. If <laughs> a, a person's going a cowering human Printer's being. not working, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> What's your name? Debbie! <laughs> My friend who I used to live with, Jack, he once told me that he slapped a printer and I got it immediately. Yeah. Because I've never been as angry with anybody, any human being, any organisation as I have with a printer that will not do as I tell it. Printers are pathetic as well. Because when you first get a printer, you've got to get that sheet out where it basically says, can you print out one sheet to make sure I can actually print in a straight line? (laughs) (laughs) What are you on about? Have some fucking confidence. <laughs> that printer was adorable yeah. in a way. Can you just check I can do my job, actually? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking? You don't get an oven and the oven's like, you just can you just make up some dough and pop a bit of bread in just to see that I'm hot? <laughs> just fucking do your job. I'm not sure I'll be able to do all the letters in a straight line unless you... Can you help me out? Just just one, just to practice. I don't know whether I identify blue as blue or every blue I'm printing yellow. I don't know. I'm frightened. Fucking stupid idiot printers. Stupid idiot printers and ticket machines are what? 60% a printer? Yeah. It's a big printer with a touch screen. Mm. Get bollocks. Get bollocks. Get bollocks. <laughs> People feel, are going to hate that. I feel the that. anger, yeah. Because I get that when times are changing, times are developing. Yeah. Maybe we don't need some old fucker in a room going, what would you like? Here we go. Yeah. Maybe you do just need computers. But there's going to be some people, you know, there's going to be, and I don't want to say all old people, but there will be some old people mm-hmm. turning up to this big screen going, what do I do? Yeah. Turning up with a little money bag of coins, mm. going, right, 
I want to speak to a person and get a train like I have done for 60 years and I want to pay in cash. But now I've got to have an app on my phone. Oh my God, they're doing the same with the Humber Bridge. You can't pay in cash or they're changing it so you Mm. can't pay cash or even card. You need an app on your phone. And my mum and dad live near the Humber Bridge and they were like, well, we can't do that. So we're just going to have to get a fine and then they'll send the fine in a letter form and then we can pay it that way. It's like, we're not getting an app on our phone. Yeah, you just think, right, if you have to have an app to cross the bridge, yeah. you have to download an app to give me a fine. Yeah. <laughs> fucking idiots. I nearly yeah. had a meltdown when in London one time. I was like rushing around and maybe I was in a bit of a bad mood. I had like a like real headache and just oh. need some paracetamol. And I went into a Tesco and there was like gates as you get into the Tesco and there's someone at the gate going... Um, Hi, do you have the uh, Tesco app? I was like, no. Um, and they're like, oh, well, to get in, if you just download the app. What? And I was like, I don't have that. I'm not downloading the app. Like, I'm like, oh, this is like, um, it's an online store. You can only get in with the Tesco app. And I just went like, are you fucking serious? <laughs> and I, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? And they were just like, you need to download. And then I think I'd already like turned away from that point. I was just like, no. Oh, down. I was like, yeah, do you want to have a look around your shop? There's no fucker in here because no one's coming in and going, oh, well, I need the app. Oh, no, I'm not God. downloading the fucking app no. and get in the shop and do it all via the app. Just... I'm not downloading an app to buy some broccoli. Yeah. It feels wrong. Too many apps on my Too phone. Too many It's like apps. the pandemic when you just have to download an app for every pub you went in. Oh, yeah. Remember the pandemic? The what? Oh, God, how would you describe it? It was mad. It was mad. <laughs> was it? Yeah. Oh, God, no, I'm glad I didn't, glad I didn't hear about <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. It would have really freaked me out in a way. <laughs> but right, so no more ticket offices. No more ticket offices. So they're saying, obviously, it's like for cost and things like that. And they're even saying, well, maybe that would give the money to like having more staff of in the station, stuff like that. But I just don't think, I don't think this is a good system. And also... The ticket barriers are another, it's all, mm. when things are automated, it's it could be totally fine. But as soon as something goes wrong, you can't rectify it yourself. If the machine's not working, yeah. you don't get your ticket, you can't feel the barrier. I've had that when you're on a on a train and the ticket person will come down and um, about, oh, can I get a ticket to Doncaster? And like, you're supposed to buy it on the station. Yeah. As if it's like, you know, you can get a fine. As I just got here. And the trains at the platform. So if I didn't yeah. get on now, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't be on the train. And they're like, well, you're really supposed to get on. Like, do you, can I get one here? Do you have a ticket machine? He's like, yeah. But he's like, right. So hang on. You've got a ticket machine with a card reader. You can get me a ticket. But you're you're angling for but I'd like to find you because you don't have a ticket. Why don't you give me a fucking ticket, you stupid fuck? <laughs> this podcast has got angrier. Hey, I want to go to Doncaster. Get <laughs> Bollocks. Get bollocks with your little portable printer that you're wearing like a bum bag. Yeah. Get bollocks. Oh, you got a printer in your bum bag, you dweeb. <laughs> I got a bum bag with a printer in. <laughs> if I was a ticket inspector, I'd be walking down the train going, everyone got their tickets? Nice. Good stuff. <laughs> if, if you haven't, well, yeah. If you've got a ticket and the person next to you hasn't, maybe you need to look at yourself and think why you're such a little fucking wimp buying all your tickets. <laughs> Let them chance it at the barriers. Yeah. And also, the trains go in anyway. It's not yeah. like a taxi where the taxi driver would lose money if you didn't pay. That mm. train's going anyway. Let them yeah, on. Let them have it. Let them have it. <laughs> anyway, 
that's wow. Hull and Goole and Driffield and Beverly yeah, and Brough yeah. and everyone is, I think, understandably livid. Hey, up, cock. What is going on specifically, dare I ask, mm. in Goole? Well, something's happened in McDonald's. Uh-oh. Mackie D's. And I'm going to say the beginning of this. I want you to maybe think what's happened here. Okay. McDonald's customer takes away a seven-pounder. That's the first part of the a seven-pounder. What's happened in McDonald's? A seven-pounder. A seven-pounder. Well, a quarter. You can get a quarter-pounder. That's a burger, I know. isn't it? And we're talking seven pounds here. What, so that's 14 burgers. She got a Big Mac thing. Hang on. 14 a quarter-pounder. Bur- oh, 28 burgers. Yeah. I'd gone quarter pounder. Oh, and you can get a half pounder, yeah. but I'd not I'd not said that out loud with my mouth. But what else weighs the same as 28 burgers, Amy? Oh, <gasps> riddle me ree, riddle me roo. Um, <laughs> ooh, 20, I'm imagining 28 burgers. Mm. I'm having a great time. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, you wouldn't be having a great time if you the 28 burgers came the same way that this comes. What? It's not like a seven-pound pile of shit, is it? <laughs> but you're not far off. <gasps> I mean, you are, but not, I guess, geographically on the body. You're not too far away. What? <laughs> seven pounds of piss? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not seven pounds of piss, is it? Weighing piss. <laughs> well, you go home, you weigh your piss, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I suppose. Got to get home, get my piss weighed. Yeah. It's not shit. Put it in the book. It's not piss. It can't be. But you're in the right region. No. What else comes out of your body? Not, not ejaculate. <laughs> what? Oh god. <laughs> I shouldn't. I shouldn't have made you keep guessing. I was thinking that's so much. Right. That's, I'm gonna oh, tell wait, you. Wait, is it a baby? Yeah. <laughs> You have a seven-pound baby. Oh, thank God. A woman's gone thank into labour. God. She went into labour at the drive-through lane and gave birth in the toilets. Oh. It was a seven-pound baby, not seven pounds of human ejaculate. <laughs> 28 burgers were. <laughs> Jesus. I think that says quite a lot about me as a human. Yeah. What comes out of a body? Oh, it's not piss or shit. I guess it, it's got to be... 28 burgers worth of spunk, I suppose, isn't it? A baby, a human baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess that works as well. Fuck me. I was thinking how many, you know, like the extra large refillable, like, cups for, like, Fanta and that. I was thinking how many of them would that be? How many staff are working? That's a hell of a feat. Yeah. No wonder it's made the ghoul times. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh, blimey. Yeah, it feels like an anticlimax now. Well, no, no, let's not say climax in any, yeah, yeah. in any shape or form. I thought she was going to go into labour in the drive-thru and then give birth, you know, in the little pull-up bay where you yeah, have to pull yeah. up where your order's not ready. Yeah, that'd be Sometimes a quick Sometimes you are, no, you are there quite a long time. Yeah, I suppose. When they're like, oh, can you just park in bay two? Oh, I've never had to do that. But, but I rarely get drive-thrus. Let me guess, you never get in a veggie burger or fillet of fish. Because they don't have them prepared in, let me tell you. You no. want 28 burgers, they've got them. If you, you want one veggie burger, they're like, oh, it'll be about two, two and a half hours. It's all yeah. right. You're like, yeah, all right. I reckon if you order a fillet of fish from McDonald's, someone gets a rod out and goes to a lake. <laughs> I'm like, fucking hell. I'm just waiting for hours. This is a nightmare. 
I've got an eel. <laughs> I have to have an eel sandwich. That's what they want. <laughs> They've got a fisherman like all ready to go in a little tugboat, and they're like, Trevor, go, go, we've got one, we've got one. <laughs> yeah, can you just park in bay number two? <laughs> Your order will be ready in two days. Got to get up to the North Sea. Um, but this woman, she doesn't look, here's a picture of her. She looks like not happy she's had to give birth in McDonald's. McDonald's toilets. And yeah. less happy that her husband's gone. We should get the uh, papers on this. This is a good story. <laughs> can, I have a, can I take a picky with you next to the Ronald McDonald sign? <laughs> I wonder if they call the baby Ronald. Oh, I don't know. Let's have a little breeze through here. Oh, dock worker Josh said, luckily at the drive-thru, what are the chances? In the car in front of them was a midwife from <gasps> Ghoul Hospital who just finished a shift. You are joking. She just finished a shift. She's gone for a fillet of fish. <laughs> right behind is a woman giving birth. And I bet Josh is going like, oh, luckily, you won't believe this. But I bet the midwife's gone home and gone like, you're not going to believe this <laughs> shit look I've had. I've just been delivering these fuckers all day. I try and relax with a fillet of fish and a strawberry milkshake. Yeah, that is a weird order. <laughs> and one of them's doing it behind me. Oh, man. I'm just sick of it. Good luck for the birthers, not good luck for the nurse. Yeah. Nurses. <laughs> she, um... Gosh. Yeah, she's she's given birth. No name update here. The midwife, Joe was there. Well done, Joe. Oh, here we go. Alfie, the name. Alfie. Yeah. No link to McDonald's, I don't think. No. Do you know who established McDonald's? Was it Alfie McDonald? Operated by Richard and Maurice McDonald. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no Alfie think, involved whatsoever there. No, don't think there's a link. Um, but yeah, lovely, um, lovely stuff. That is lovely stuff. It's much nicer than where I thought it was going. Yeah. And that story was from all the way back in 2018. So that baby will now be five years old Aww. and maybe listening to the pod. <laughs> Quite a lot of swearing in this yeah. episode. Yeah, can't Alfie's talk to a preteen like that. <laughs> I'm sorry to any preteens. Yeah. Even the 19-year-old ones, which do not count. Yeah. I think that's that's yep. it, isn't it? That's it. Thanks for listening. And thank you, of course, to our special guest, Sean McLaughlin. And his YouTube special is out now and it's called So Be It. And remember, you can um, pay a little bit of money. Tiny bit. On Patreon and yep. Apple Subs. Yeah. To get bonus stories. Yeah. The sort of stuff we consider too rude to put on this episode. <laughs> We're like, ruder than everything we've said today. So please, please do support us there. Yeah, it really means a lot to us and it's a great way to help. Just support the podcast in general so we can keep mm. doing them. I think we've got enough people on Patreon to go to a major supermarket yeah. and take control of it. <laughs> no, I think we'd outnumber the staff. We could get in there. Some we'd have the bigger, the bigger Patreon, like the bulkier Patreons, guarding the doors. Yeah. Um, and I reckon we'd have enough food to just sort of live our lives, declare our own independent country there for a while, and not download the app to get in. Yeah, that'll teach them. Yeah, great. Let's do that then. Okay. <laughs> See you, you all so there. Much. See you next week. Bye. Bye. 
Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. Hello everyone, it's Ian Smith here from Northern News, the podcast you are currently listening to. And I'm here to tell you that I'm recording my multi-award-nominated solo show, Crushing, on Tuesday the 4th of June at the Pleasance Theatre in London. But I'd love to see some Northern News listeners there. We're recording this show. It's going to live online forever. So the more supportive a crowd, the better. Hope to see you there. <laughs> 